You're listening to the Law Careers Net podcast, a monthly podcast providing you with everything you need to know about becoming a lawyer. Hello and welcome back to the Law Careers Net podcast. I'm sure many listeners are aware that this month is peak time for training contract deadlines at many firms all over the UK. Make sure you're using our comprehensive training contract deadline list and firm directory to keep track of when to apply for your favourite firms. And you might like to go back and listen to the previous episode of this podcast as that runs through exactly what you need to be doing on your training contract application forms. This episode is all about non-law students, that is students who are studying or who have studied an undergraduate degree that isn't law but are interested in pursuing a legal career. I'm delighted to say that this month's episode is sponsored by Shoesmiths, who also sponsor our non-law zone on Law Careers Net. The non-law zone is a fantastic place to start looking if you're a non-law student, and it contains blogs and videos from non-law students, profiles of trainees who studied something different at university, and generally lots of advice and information for non-law students. I'll put a link to that area of the site in the description section of this podcast. So a huge thank you to Shoesmiths for their sponsorship and a big thank you especially to graduate recruitment manager Samantha Hope who very kindly sat down with an associate and a trainee at the firm and recorded a conversation about coming to law from a non-law degree. I think it's really useful to hear from people who've actually transferred across themselves and are able to explain exactly how the process has worked for them and what skills and experiences they brought across from their previous jobs or degree. So, without further ado, I'll pass you over to Sam, Gabs and Alex. Hi, I'm Sam Hope and I'm the Graduate Recruitment Manager at Shoesmiths. I look after our trainee solicitor programme here at the firm across all of our offices in the UK. Um, So I'm going to talk to you today a little bit about non-law and coming from a non-law background into a law firm, um, particularly into vacation schemes and training contracts. And if you are a non-law student, how you can go about applying and how you can make sure that the skills you've gained in other experiences are relevant to uh, a law firm. So I'm joined today by Gabs and Alex, who are both um, from a non-law background, and they're going to tell you a little bit about their experience, their background, and also some tips for you for applying. So first of all, um, Gabs, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Gabs Rodriguez-Cleary. I'm a trainee in the commercial litigation team, qualifying into the team later this year. Thank you. And Alex? Hi, my name's Alex Bosch. I'm an associate in the corporate team here at Shoesmiths. Uh, I qualified nearly four years ago. Perfect. So, um, Alex, you're coming from a non-law background, but you are a qualified solicitor, and you did train here at Shoesmiths. So can you tell me a little bit about your degree and what you did at uni? Yeah, sure. So I went to university up in Manchester, and I studied sociology. So, yeah, as you say, I'm a a non-law student. Um, and what m- made you decide that you wanted to change routes from a sociology degree sure. towards the law? Yeah, so um, sociology is a relatively academic subject um, and I think part of my personality, I quite like practical kind of elements to the things that I do um, and actually practical application of you know, academic skills was something that really kind of drew me towards law and um, doing the GDL 
kind of shone a light on the possibility of doing that. And so I, I carried on, did the LPC, and, and I am where I am now. Okay, so where did you do the GDL and LPC? So having been at university up in Manchester, I went to an open day at BPP Law School up there. Um, it had recently just opened, and so, um, so yeah, BPP Law School. Okay, cool. Um, so Gabs, just moving back to you then. So tell us a little bit about what you did at uni. So uh, I also studied uh, at the University of Manchester. I studied history uh, up there. Uh, and then I went and had a completely separate career. I became an actor. I'd gone to drama school. Um, and I spent my 20s uh, uh, touring this country and others mainly uh, before making the move to law at 29. Okay, thank you. So, question to both of you, really. Looking back um, at uni and the degree subjects that you chose initially, did you find it hard to then change when you started changing your thoughts to, to law? Um, for myself, uh, I found actually my un university degree experience was very useful uh, insofar as uh, certain skills that I developed there, especially in terms of analytical skills and uh, and you know reading a lot of information uh, and condensing that into clear thoughts, that was uh, that was all very useful. Um, obviously, then my eight year sabbatical uh, in the acting world uh, gave me different skills, uh, which I've been able to bring to law. I think, especially along the communication uh, and presentation front, um, and uh, I found that the law is a is a place which encourages you to bring uh, skill sets from different strands of your life, different degrees uh, if you have them. Um, so that they were all very useful experiences. Thank you. So history is actually a degree subject that a lot of people convert from into law, and we see that quite a lot um, in applications and for the candidates that we offer. And that must be some real. Um, really good transferable skills from the history degree and like you've just said in terms of reading and then condensing information and I think for lawyers it's really important that you're able to um, read through huge amounts of information, bundles of documents and pick out the real key parts um, so that you can provide adequate solutions for your client. Um, so Alex, tell us a little bit about then you did the GDL and LPC and then what came next for you? So obviously the, the next bit after you have your academic qualifications is, is obviously trying to find yourself a job. Um, I mean, at the time that I qualified, you know, the Lehman Brothers collapsed, not, not long happened. And so, you know, it was a, it was a challenging market to find a job in. And, and obviously, um, you know, you're not always going to land the training contract with your dream firm straight away. Um, so in that instance, I, I went to market looking for a paralegal job um, alongside having during the, the summer finishing my LPC, having done a few uh, vacation schemes and work placements at law firms, trying to get a foot in the door and, and um, let the firms know that my face does fit. Um, and it was uh, yeah, in, the, in 2000, early 2011, I landed a paralegal job with Shootsmiths um, and then the rest, as they say, is history, I guess. Okay, cool. So you paralegaled for a little while um, in our corporate team in Milton Keynes at sure. Shoesmiths, yep. and then you went through our assessment process. Exactly. So I applied as an external candidate. Um, so I guess I was with everyone else, um, albeit my, um, my, my partner in the corporate team did, did speak with graduate recruitment and recommend that I was, um, you know, I was definitely up to the job. Um, applied externally, attended the assessment centre with everyone else, and um, I mean, you know, it seems odd to say, but it was really good fun. And uh, I guess getting a job at the end of it does um, does make it a little bit more fun than otherwise it might have been. And um, yeah, so I trained with Shoesmiths um, from 2013 to 2015. Obviously, I had to to wait the the two year cycle before I could start. 
Yeah. Okay. So you qualified in 2015. Yeah. We're now in 2019. So four years later, and yeah. you've moved up from NQ solicitor and now um, associate. Yeah. So I was uh, promoted to associate in September last year. So just on three years, um, which I guess is always it's always nice getting a promotion. Um, and actually, you know, in the time that I've been here, you know, things have things have changed a lot. The, the team has grown. Um, you know quite a lot. I'm no longer the most junior person in the team. There are there are people beneath me now who are uh, who are there to help support me and the rest of the team. So it's um yeah, exciting times. Fantastic. So what is it about um about your background in sociology that you think gives you the transferable skills into law to have made you a better lawyer? Sure. I think really echoing what you both said um, earlier on, I mean it's the ability to analyse and interpret information um, and then I guess the key, the key bit really from, from my perspective as a corporate lawyer is, is taking all that information and being able to present it in a way that is easily understandable. Um, you know, not everyone is a corporate lawyer, not everyone understands the, the things that are going through our minds. It's being able to provide that concise advice to your client and sometimes getting off the fence and actually telling them not just what the issue is, but actually, you know, from your professional opinion, the kind of the direction they should be looking. Okay, great. So, and I think Alex, um, a lot of people will really resonate with the route that you've taken in terms of um, doing a non-law degree and then going through the GDL LPC, paralegaling for some time, which many do these days, and then, um, of course, then managing to get yourself a training contract and going through that route. So, thank you very much. Um, but Gabs, your um, route is slightly different, and so you've mentioned that you spent um, a number of years um, acting um, and in a different profession before coming uh, to law. Yeah, and people might. I think that that is um, experience that would be more relevant to perhaps a barrister rather than a solicitor. So tell me why um, it's the solicitor route that you chose. Uh, well, on a personal level, I'd done my 20s as someone who was self-employed and I'd had enough of that, thank you very much. Um, uh, but uh, in, in terms of uh, the routes open to you as a solicitor, I think it, it's, it's very varied. Um, and I think that you have... Uh, more possibilities in terms of how you shape and sculpt your career um, as a solicitor, um, and so that that is that is what 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 drew me in. Um, yeah, in terms of the background and it being different, and, and touching back on on the on the different degree uh, the different degrees. Uh, one thing that I've noticed a lot, uh, uh, increasingly so over over my two years here is how much um, a firm values a range of perspectives, uh, being able to look uh, at, uh, at a problem uh, from different points of view uh, and offer up uh, different solutions. Um, uh, and I think that's, uh, that's where the, you know, the background has helped differentiate me, I suppose, in that sense. I'm, uh, I'm naturally always going to come from a slightly different perspective uh, because my experience of the world, uh, you know, has, has, has been shaped in a different way. Uh, but, you know, with it, within our department, we have a number of not just non-law students, but also uh, second career candidates. One of the guys I work with most closely, uh, for example, was an army captain who served out in Afghanistan um, many times over. So uh, there is space I think, in the law to bring uh, a whole range of perspectives in. So I, I suppose for anybody listening who is curious about the law uh, but worried that, you know, that it might have its walls up in that sense, uh, uh, my experience uh, of uh, 
uh, of law so far has been the opposite, actually. Yeah. And you'll be qualifying shortly. What team are you qualifying into? So commercial litigation, um, they say you know pretty quickly whether you're someone who's litigious uh, or someone who's transactional. Uh, I personally quite enjoy the argy-bargy of, uh, of, of sizing up against an opponent. Uh, so I knew quite quickly that that was the route for me. And do you think you'll get your chance to, to be in court as a litigator and uh, use some of that theatrical background? Yes, yes, I, I definitely hope so. Uh, there's uh, One of the things that you can do as a solicitor is become a solicitor advocate and in time apply for your higher rights so you can appear in the high court uh, and things like that and uh, for a lot of firms uh, if you are a, a litigation trainee you know advocacy is very much encouraged also in other departments like employments uh, you know kind of getting up in, in front of employment tribunals and doing things like that uh, so yes I, I, I'm very much hoping to bring uh, bring those skills to the fore at an appropriate point. <clears throat> Fab. Um, so from Shoesmith's point of view, non-law applicants are really important because it means it's bring, you're bringing a breadth of um, knowledge and certainly diversity into the firm and you're reflecting the communities and the clients that we act for. Um, but if there's um, a non-law student out there, they might be worried about how they can get legal experience without first having that law degree. So um, Alex, what would you recommend to a non-law student looking to get some experience? Sure, I think... Um, I think it's really important to understand uh, what it is a law firm does. You know, we have clients and those clients reflect a real diversity of individuals and businesses across the country. And so if you are struggling to get your foot in the door of a law firm to be able to get some work experience, because let's face it, sometimes getting that first piece of uh, legal work experience is quite difficult, um, you know, l look at other things that are available to you. Can you go and work for the compliance team at BMW or can you go and work in a local business and just really understand the drivers of a business which will help you um, I guess demonstrate to a law firm that you understand its clients and how you can position yourself to help that firm help its clients. Okay thank you and the other thing non-law applicants might be worried about is um, whether on the assessment day we're going to be assessing legal skills. So Gabs can you tell us a little bit about the assessment day and and how you found it? Um, to echo Alex's earlier comments I really enjoyed the day um, and uh, I've, I've been able to sit in a couple of years as a trainee and I always encourage the candidates to try and enjoy themselves because uh, uh, I think the, the, the more you, you, you approach it in that vein, uh, the, the, the more positive the experience will be for you. I went into the assessment centre with no legal experience at all. Um, I, hadn't, I hadn't studied law at that point. I hadn't got any work experience in law. Um, I was not tested on anything to do with law. Um, obviously, if you have a legal background, there are there are natural advantages that you will have uh, you will have from that. But I think uh, uh, you know I'm testament to the fact that if you uh, believe in what you're bringing to the table and are able to draw upon uh, different experiences, different perspectives, things that uh, marry up to what the firm are looking for, uh, then you have every chance of shining. Yeah, I would probably echo that as well. I think. You know, the academic side of law, you know, is obviously very important, but being a lawyer, it's a long, steep learning curve, and so much of the accelerated side of that 
learning curve is actually once you have your feet on the ground in a law firm as a trainee, as a qualified lawyer, and it carries on, you know, the partners in the team are still learning on a daily basis. And so it could be quite easy, I, I, I see, if you're a non-law student to get caught up on the idea of not having that three-week vacation scheme under your belt or, you know, that six months of paralegal experience under your belt. But, but, but genuinely, you know, I, I don't think that is something that you should be concerned about. Yeah. I think the other thing as well is that we um, at Shoesmith do a lot of social media videos and Facebook live videos. We um, share a lot of Instagram posts to really give um, candidates an idea of what it's like at Shoesmith in terms of the office environment, the people that you'll be working with, the work that you'll be working on, um, and giving you the insights into how to get the most out of your application and assessment centre. So I think that's a great way to learn more about the firm and how to approach the application and assessment centre um, if you are from a non-law background. Um, so finally, then, to wrap things up, um, I'd like to ask both of you, um, what would your one piece of advice be for uh, a non-law applicant applying to uh, a law firm? I think my piece of advice is probably as applicable to a non-law student as it is to a law student, which is you really, 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 really need to understand the industry that you're looking to get into. And so that means reading the websites of the firms you're applying to, it's the legal publications, it's really getting to understand the culture of the firm that you're applying to. It's so evident that every firm has a different culture. And every time you come up against another law firm, the culture of that firm comes through its lawyers, through the emails, through the telephone calls. And if you are unable to recognise that as part of your research when you are applying to firms, it's very likely that your application is not going to hit the right notes. So, I mean, it, it's really that simple. It's try and find yourself um, access to insight evenings to, to, to get a feel for what the lawyers at that firm think of the firm, uh, for what they are like as people. Um, there's no substitute for really putting a lot of effort in, unfortunately. Yeah, fantastic advice. Thank you, Alex. And Gabs? Um, yeah, I mean, just to, to build on that, really, I think, yes, be greedy for information, absolutely. And get your face out and about there. Get your face out and about there. Any opportunities there are for insight evenings or to uh, meet firms at open days, career fairs, um, that's, that's a really good way of introducing yourself to a firm and getting a feel for yourself whether that firm uh, matches what you're looking for or not. Um, but also, as a non-law student, do take the time to think, OK, what have I actually done? What can I bring to the table? And if you feel you're coming up a bit light, Get out there and do more things. You know, get 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 yourself a couple of hobbies which are which are going to test certain skills. Uh, you know, get, if if legal work experience isn't coming to you instantly, get out there anyway. Be that you know an office job, so you get used to an office environment, or uh, you know, or another field of work which is dynamic. But make sure that when the time comes and the questions are asked of you, that actually you can back yourself up with lots of real-world examples uh, of how you've been developing your skill set. Amazing. Um, thank you both so much for um, joining me on the podcast today. If you have enjoyed um, the advice coming out from Gabs, Alex and myself today, um, then do be sure to check out the Shoesmith-sponsored non-law section on lawcareers.net website, um, where you can read some case studies of our non-law uh, trainees and learn a little bit more about coming into the law from a non-law background. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Thank you again to Sam and the team at Shoesmiths for that interview. If you're listening and thinking, that's great, but what can I do now during the second or final year of my undergraduate non-law degree? Here are some tips of how to get started. Firstly, the question is, what type of lawyer do you want to become? Take a look at the Beginner's Guide to a Career in Law, which really clearly summarises the differences between the main types of lawyer. That's barrister, solicitor, paralegal and chartered legal executive, and explains how each one works. Next, you need to familiarise yourself with the career path and recruitment timetables for non-law students. So the Graduate Diploma in Law, or the GDL, is currently the qualification that non-law students need to take before joining law students to do the LPC and obviously then secure a training contract at a law firm. That's if you want to become a solicitor. But the new solicitor's qualifying exam, SQE, which is set to be introduced in 2021, will replace this system and you need to make sure you know what's going on and how the new system will work for you. So check out the SQE page on Law Careers Net for more. For non-law students, perhaps the most important thing is to get some practical work experience at a law firm, barrister's chambers or legal advice centre. By getting involved in the profession and seeing how everything works, you can add this to your CV as proof of your dedication and interest in becoming a lawyer, but it's also a great way for you to work out if this is something that you would like to do. Also, join your university student law society, which should run events and activities for non-law students and give you the opportunity to meet other like-minded students and hopefully some firms as well. And finally, go to law fairs, firm presentations and open days to meet people face to face. Firms don't expect non-law students to have the same level of knowledge as law students, but they do expect all aspiring lawyers to be switched on and engaged in the legal and commercial world. Talk about your undergraduate degree and the skills you've learnt that are transferable to a legal career and there's plenty more information about that on LCN as well. The biggest thing to remember is that non-law students are at no disadvantage when applying to law firms or pursuing a legal career and in fact many firms actively seek students who have studied something different at university. So it's up to you to do the research, think about what you want and make the effort to meet lawyers and gain work experience. As I said, there's lots more information for non-law students on Law Careers Net, so make sure you head there if you have any more questions at all. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Law Careers Net podcast. You can tweet us using hashtag LTM podcast to let us know what you think and if there's anything you would like us to cover in a future episode. Oh, and finally, applications for our student careers conferences, Law Careers Net Live, have opened. So if you're going to be a second year law student in September or a third year non-law student, then please take a look and apply. This year, we're coming to Manchester, London and Bristol, and we're looking forward to receiving applications from bright and motivated candidates and bringing lots of delegates face to face with some amazing commercial law firms. But there'll be more on that on a future episode. See you next time.